Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. We have a beautiful guest with us, beautiful inside and out, and uh, one of my favorite writers. Um, she is, you know, burning up the the writing waves. <laughs> right, Nancy? I don't, know, I don't know what I just said, but it sounded kind of fun. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, I mean, it's actually like on Amazon, got, I think like a little flame by it or something like this book is on fire and it is. Aww. So Nancy Levin, hello, hello. Thank you for being Hi. with me. Oh, and, always. Uh, I'm always happy to be with you. Thank you. Yeah, it matters. I, I, I tell people this every time I talk to you on this show, it all goes back to like a very hugging moment where I needed Nancy. Mm. I felt like a duck out of water and she gave me a hug and I just appreciate moments sometimes. And that is a moment mm. that will stick with me forever when you're just totally uncomfortable and there comes a hug from Nancy. So really, awesome. it's, oh, thank you. But it's, it's about you. It's so cool to see you go from that moment to that book to this moment and these moments you're having with this book, setting boundaries will set you free. Oh my gosh. You have five books now. Am I right? Five? Is this six? Yeah. Five, five books. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Me oh. too. What are you loving about this book? You know, this, so, you know, all of my books, each one has been, you know, very personal and it's been, sort of an exploration as I've been on my journey. And the beautiful piece about setting boundaries will set you free is that it's really like the culmination of everything that I have lived through and am teaching because boundaries are so at the foundation of our satisfaction and fulfillment and freedom. And yet, you know, I didn't set my first boundary until I was 45 years old. You know, I didn't even know what a boundary was. I didn't even know it was something that I was allowed to set. You know, I didn't even know that it was something that was so pivotal and foundational to our lives. And so I now am like screaming from the rooftops. (laughs) (laughs) And the the writing tops and everywhere. I I love this. I actually have this pulled up on Kindle right now, which is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. ways to, to read books where you actually need to digest and learn the information. Um, I, I tend to read fiction books in print and self-help books on Kindle. I have no idea why. Hey, okay. Okay. Just, whatever. This is a Hay House book. So five Hay House books now. And do you have, I can't see you, which we're going to do video after this, but do you actually have your book with you right now? I do. Yeah. Could you, is there any way you could open your book up to the anatomy of a boundary? Would sure. you? Sure. Would you like me would to read you? that? I really, yeah. part of it, all of it, whatever you want to do, I love it. No, my pleasure. I'll read it. So for, for all of y'all listening, I have a master's degree in poetry. 
And my first book is a book of poems. And then I have put a poem or two in each of my subsequent books. So this hmm. is the poem that I wrote that opens Setting Boundaries Will Set You Free. And it is called The Anatomy of a Boundary. The boundary is the marker where I can no longer be myself, no longer congruent or authentic to who I am. When I'm about to lose myself, that's the boundary point. And yet, time and time again, we miss it. The disconnection from self that amplifies the way my attention pulls toward you as if my nervous system is being dragged by a magnet. I have been lost and we are bound. I need to find the rhythm of who I am without you while with you still. The vital recalibration back to me, knowing where I end and you begin. My body and mind rest, restore, and regulate best when I am alone and not satisfying someone else's needs. Slowing down now, I allow myself the rest I have been depriving myself of by overgiving and being on high alert. Time to liberate me instead of rescuing everyone else. Only I can restore my resources. No longer willing to do whatever it takes when whatever it takes comes at such a high cost to me. No longer allowing an old commitment to people-pleasing, external validation and approval to override my commitment to my own truth and authenticity. The patterns we're running won't dissolve by someone else making a change. My boundary is mine to honor. We think our withholds will keep us safe but revealing is what allows connection and healing. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you for that. (laughs) That's one to frame and hang on the wall, Mm. right? Especially, Mm. I, you know, okay. So when you're reading that, I'm like, okay, how do you honor that and all of those thinkings and be a good mom? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm you know, thinking to really, myself like, can I? <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it's really funny. I I have been talking a lot about this a lot lately obviously because we have this misconception about boundaries. That boundaries makes that having a boundary makes us mean or somehow having a boundary makes us bad or selfish or neglectful. That and really what it is is simply knowing our own limits, getting really clear on our limits about what we will or will not do, what we will or will not allow, accept, tolerate, and getting also clear on knowing where I end and someone else begins. Because what happens is for those of us who are overgivers, people pleasers, codependents, we are so used to wanting to manage someone else's experience. We take more responsibility than is ours. We're taking responsibility for someone else, which is actually robbing them of their own empowerment. Hmm. And, you know, even when you were saying, you know, about, you know, can I, can, like, can I set boundaries and still be a good mom, right? Yeah. I think, you know, I always think about, um, you know, this, this, at the, this is very funny what I'm about to say. 
(laughs) The very end of the first Bridget Jones movie, when she's in her underwear in the snow and Colin Firth has, like, gone to buy her her journal and they're, like, hugging and kissing. (laughs) And she says to him, you know, nice boys don't kiss like that. And he says, oh, yes, they effing do. And that's what I keep thinking about in this conversation about boundaries. Like, nice people set boundaries. Good people set boundaries. You know, we have this idea that you have to be, that it's it's, uh, aggressive or that it's based in conflict or confrontation. But really, we teach people how to treat us. And it's really important that we're clear on what our boundaries are for what we are keeping out as well as what we're inviting in. And that's an important piece to name here because we, I want to start thinking, I want you to start thinking about boundaries, not just as, you know, sort of the hand up, but also as what am I, what am I consciously curating? What am I carefully choosing to bring into my life? I love that. I've I've been doing a lot of that probably the past two years of my life, Mm -hmm. really looking at even like what I'm doing with Best Ever You, like really going, okay, Mm -hmm. what matters? And sometimes you can figure it out and sometimes you can't, but you sure can figure it out if you add the, to me, (laughs) at the end of that, like what matters to me? You know, and, uh, you know, sometimes you're guessing, well, what matters to other people? And so I've been, I've been kind of giving it a good heart check, heart check, brain check. Yeah. You know, it matters to me. I hope it matters to other people, but it sure as heck matters to me. And that matters a lot. Uh, Yeah, it does. Because we, we have to start getting, we have to really start honoring ourselves. We have to be valuing ourselves. We have to know our, our worth if we want others to be treating us that way as well. It has to start with us. We have it backwards often. We think that someone or something outside of us is going to have us feel worthy or feel valued. And that's <laughs> why so many of us have spent our lives chasing external validation. I did for decades. And the truth of the matter is that, you know, when we're chasing the gold stars, no amount of gold stars will ever be enough because whatever we are seeking externally has to be resolved internally first. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. I used to, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I did pageants here and there. (laughs) I just never, somebody once said Mm -hmm. to me, you know, is the dress wearing you or are you wearing the dress? Is the crown wearing you or are you wearing the crown? I'm just sitting there going, I have no idea what you mean. So it it dawned on me what that meant. (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah, I had a real like, oh, I get it. Yeah, 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 moment. And so it, it, it turns the way you, you look at things a little bit. If you, if you put the boundaries, lens on a little bit. I like how you have, um, you have different types of boundaries too. So your, your lens doesn't have to be a a certain type of boundary. Um, You've got physical boundaries, emotional. Do you want to kind of go through those so that people understand the different types of boundaries that you, that you're talking about? Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, there, yes, there are, you know, physical, emotional, energetic, mental, um, material, all different kinds of boundaries around 
you know, whether we're looking at pertaining to our body or our physical space, that's really physical boundaries, you know, and our privacy and our time even. Um, Emotional boundaries are about our emotional needs, and this is often something that can be tricky because if we are people pleasers, we are, and peacekeepers, we often have uh, disowned our own needs. So we have prided ourselves on some sort of independence or self-sufficiency, and we, we have deprived ourselves of having any needs. So part of having boundaries is actually being able to come into contact with our own needs, being able to check in and consider ourselves first. You know, really start, instead of considering everyone else first, which is what most of us do, how can I actually check in with myself first? What do I need before I jump to what does everyone else need? Do you think and it then, takes uh, practice? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't oh mean my to interrupt. God. I, I, that is so my, no, like, I can't see you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It takes tons of practice. It takes tons of practice. It's, again, especially, you know, I can't tell how many times I will be talking with a client, asking a direct question and my client will answer about someone else. So, you know, about, about, a, about a partner, about a parent, about a kid. You know, he, well, it, I'm asking a direct question that, that requires an answer that starts with I. And the client will answer with he or she. Because we're so used to taking ourselves out of the equation. We're so used to considering <laughs> our really impact. On yeah. someone else. It is very interesting. We're so used to considering our impact on someone else. And I'm, again, I'm not saying don't consider your impact. I'm not saying be irresponsible or reckless in any way. I'm right. simply saying you spend all this time considering everyone else before you. Give yourself at least the same amount of consideration, if not more. So, and, yeah, your, and. Mm-hmm. Well, and to uh, people, when you do set that boundary, you know, I really, I mean, I, I remember setting about, I wrote about this in, in my book where I set a boundary of like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not crafty. I want to be crafty. I think crafts are great and everything like that, but I am just not crafty. And so when they're sitting there going, yeah, come on, come volunteer. This was when the kids were little, you know, it's a second grade winter craft fair. You've got to be there. You've got to do, you know, I'm like, you trust me. <laughs> You don't want me there. (laughs) You definitely don't want me in charge of any craft whatsoever. You know, it's kind of a joke on my part, but, uh, you know, in my head a little bit, but I, I, you know, but that boundary caused so much. Oh my gosh. You would thought, you know, a, a, you know, killed someone or something. You know what I mean? It was like, Oh my gosh. You know, it's like, Oh my God, I didn't want to volunteer. I said no. No creates right. shockwaves sometimes when people are expecting you to just, oh, yes, you know, be right there with 10,000 cookies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and again, you know, we teach people how to treat us. And if we've been in the habit of a knee-jerk yes, people have learned to expect that we're going to show up in a certain way. And when we say no, we're changing the rules of engagement. But a couple of things here. First of all, a no is honoring what is true for us. If that's the case, 
it's not our responsibility to manage someone else's response to our truth. So in other words, if we come to a no because it's self-honoring, what we're really doing is first of all saying yes to ourselves. So every no we say to the outside is saying yes to the inside. And we don't have to go into a song and a dance and a reason and an explanation, which is what most people do. Most people go into a no, first of all, with an apology. And (laughs) I'm really about, right, I'm really about (laughs) saying no with grace and gratitude, not apology and excuses. Because and now, how do you say no with grace mm-hmm. and gratitude? Right. Yeah. Huh. To simply be able to say no, I'm not available for that, or thank you very much for thinking of me. I'm not. I'm not going to be there, or whatever it is. But we don't need to say. We don't need to apologize, and we don't need to give a reason or an excuse. You know, when I had Ivan Meisner on, Dr. Ivan Meisner, he had a good one for no. He said, you know, when he needs, when he feels the need to say no, you know, most of the time he'll say yes. But when he does feel the need to say no, sometimes he'll give no with like a layup, like, no, you know, I'm like, I'm probably not the right person for that, but blah, blah, blah is. So, you know, yeah. some, I mean, it's some, yeah, if that, I mean, if, if you happen to have, if you happen to have that helpful information on hand, sure, why not? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and he said he he does that a lot. You know, um, you wouldn't want me to do that, but here's a great person or whatever. If you if you yeah, definitely I agree with you. If you've got that ability, uh, that eagle eye to say yeah, but you know, Mark over here would be great at that. Let's call Mark or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just kind of a clever way to say no. Like in my case, you know, it's like no, you don't want me there, but you definitely want my next door neighbor there. She is super handy with the you know needle and thread or whatever. <laughs> um, I, I I love the. The boundary badassery. <laughs> That's a great mm-hmm. boundary badass. Did I say that right? Boundary badassery. Yeah. Um, so let's talk that for a minute because there's a lot of you know badass this and badass that going on, and we're talking about you know when I think badass I think oh I gotta be mean and you know go against the grain and all this stuff. I don't think that's. I don't know exactly what you know what that means. Yeah. So I'm. What, what I'm really saying is that boundary badassery is, is living in alignment with your truth and acting and expressing from that place so that we're not living in fear of someone's reaction to us, that we're actually living in the place where we're able to express what feels true for us, even if someone else might be upset or disappointed. So in other Mm -hmm. words, it's, it's being, it's being true to ourselves, honoring our own truth. Again, considering ourselves first and saying, yes, you know, saying yes to you, saying yes to me. To me, that is, you know, and, and when we live in that way, what I'll really say is that when we live in that way, eventually we're no longer setting boundaries because it simply becomes a way of life to tell the truth. It simply becomes a way of life to know our limits. It becomes a way of life to no longer tolerate what we've been tolerating, to no longer overcompensate for 
what we, the ways we've been overgiving. It simply becomes a way of life to live in alignment. Can we talk family for a minute? <laughs> or two or three what or four or five? Can we talk family for a minute or two or of three course, or four or five? Of course. Because yes, of course, of course. sometimes families think that you as a part of the family are, you know, without any kind of boundaries. You know, families, it feels like family can be like free game. You can say anything you want can do anything you want you can you know insult away you know gosh family dynamics are are wild and then you know for example like share a little bit of me I'm in the middle of 11 kids so I have I have five on each side of me older and younger and Mm -hmm. um, you know get all of us together with all of our kids and somebody's bound to offend somebody at some moment or whatever Mm -hmm. you know there's no control but Fam, why do families sometimes feel like anything's fair game? Your mother can talk to you any way she wants to, your you know father or what you know. Yeah, I mean, wow. first of it, it, first of all, it's it's you know we repeat the patterns that we witness. So you know we're all sort of you know we're growing up you know in these little in these like you know petri dishes of a family. <laughs> So yeah. we start modeling, right? We start modeling <laughs> what we see. Right. And so if we, if we are non-boundaried, if we have porous boundaries, it's highly likely that we were raised in an environment where that was the case. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're seeing the patterns here, then what we want to start being able to do is recognize, wow, this is no, this isn't actually okay for me. You know, it, it might've been at one time, but this just really isn't okay for me. And to start being able to express, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm not actually okay with this conversation. You know, I feel uncomfortable when you say or do whatever it might be. And so in order to take care of myself moving forward, I'm just letting you know that if this comes up again, we're, we're changing the subject mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. So a boundary is really not about other people changing. That's a point I want to make. The boundary is not about other people changing or doing anything different. The boundary is around being clear that, first of all, it's not anyone else's job to uphold our own boundaries. It's up to us. So if our boundaries are being crossed, it's because we're crossing them or allowing them to be crossed. And therefore, it is up to us to take care of ourselves in the process. Mm. Do you notice that when you set a boundary, you know, like you're going to change something about yourself, the way you interact with people, so the, the, the boundary is going to go up. I'm no longer going to do this, and, you know, that's just the way it's going to go. Have you ever noticed how sometimes that causes a fight or a change in friends, a shift in friends, maybe even family, people? There's also, why are there so many reactions? It can can create a shift because what we're doing is we're just changing the rules of engagement. We're, We're changing the way that we've been showing up and someone else may not like that. They got used to us being the other way. It also can hold up a mirror to them about the ways in which they're not growing or evolving in their own life. So all of that can happen. But what I mostly see is that, you know, here's what's going on. 
I think we all believe we have to hide some part of ourselves in order to be loved and accepted. Whether that is some aspect of ourselves or some skeleton in the closet secret, we, we think there's, there's some version of if they really knew me, if they saw this, if they knew this, they wouldn't love me. And then right next to that, we're also thinking, I really want to be loved for the truth of who I am. I just want to be loved for me. We can't be loved for the truth of who we are if we're not revealing who we are. So in order to have true, healthy, connected relationships, whether we're talking intimate partnership, whether we're talking with our kids, with our parents, with our friends, coworkers, whatever, in order to have true, healthy, connected relationships, we want to start learning how to reveal the truth of who we are. Because then, then it's a real relationship. That might be the most well put three or four sentences I've probably ever <laughs> heard in my life. Oh my goodness! <laughs> no, I'm I'm absolutely serious. We need to like mm-hmm. copy that out of there and write that. You probably got it written in your book, but I don't know if it's exactly like that. But that is exactly the case. Yeah. Totally. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. That is totally it. And it's, it's like a little bit of fear going on around it, you know? Um, you know, if they, if they knew that about me, boy, they're not going to like me. And it's like, well, where does that come from? <laughs> that goes peeled back yeah. a lot. Yeah, totally. And, um, yeah, sometimes people will, will preface meeting you with that. It's really interesting. Have you ever noticed that? Sometimes people will like, you're not going to like me because of this, but hi, here I am. I, it's a funny, I've had people yeah. do that before. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, <laughs> it was really funny when I met my husband. He goes, I am one flawed individual. I'm like, bring it on. So am I. <laughs> I love it. It's like one of the first sentences. I'm like, yeah, I hear you. Um, really funny. But, you know, when you know somebody's completely, complete boogeriness it's it's kind of a little bit of fun it when your boogers are all displayed you kind of can fix them or heal them or ignore them or change them or go with them or whatever you're going to do right yeah I mean I think part of it is just what you're being, working with. being willing to be together in the mess you know being able to be together in the messiness of things yeah yeah absolutely yeah all right well yeah I well your book's amazing and uh, I know we're going to go Thank over to you. video here in a little bit, but while we're here yeah. on <clears throat> the audio portion of the Best Ever You Show, is there anything that we didn't cover? Um, maybe the websites, where to get the book, you know, all that sure. good stuff. Like, um, there's an audio, yeah. right? Also, there is. So everything you can every, you can reach me on my website, nancylevin.com. Uh, you the book is in hardcover, ebook, and audiobook. And I will say that right now, because you mentioned your Kindle earlier, right now the ebook is only one ninety nine. So it makes it oh, nice. super easy, very low barrier of entry to go grab the ebook <laughs> yeah. and check it out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's nice, and I had to remember which app. I, I um, it's funny. I I tend to read uh, books on my iPad instead of my phone. So I'm I'm actually mm-hmm. like looking at your book on my phone right now. It's it's super easy to read on the phone too. I just had to remember which yeah. app was Kindle. It is. <laughs> You're like it's it so much. Yeah, no, it's it's 
neatly formatted and and very easy to um, read. It's it's almost a little bit of a quick read. You've got to kind of go through it again to realize all the work involved because there's there's actually yeah I mean if you're really yeah, if you, stuff. yeah yeah if you if you're just gonna read it's it's um yeah it flows super easy mm-hmm. and there are exercises and there's work to do you know to yeah. go back to for sure. Yeah, I love it. I I love um. I don't know what page I'm on. Uh, page 77 through 78, 79 or so. There's lots of exercises here to think about. I love it when you ask mm-hmm. questions and you, mm-hmm. you know, get your journal out and there's a doozy of a question and you think, think yeah. a little bit about stuff. So this book makes you think for sure. So, well, yep, all right. Well, does. Nancy Levin. Yeah, I love this. And thank you for being here on the Best Ever You show here on we we syndicated out pretty good all of a sudden. So this is kind of fun. I really want mm. to thank everybody at iHeartRadio and Google and um, TuneIn and a whole bunch of different places picked us up in the past couple of weeks. iHeartRadio has been with us for quite a while. But um, right. yeah, it's, it's, it makes me happy when when uh, people people listen, yes, but also tell somebody about our guest's book, their website, their coaching. You know, that's one thing. We need to do one more thing before we go. See, I sure. Need to, my boundary. <laughs> I need to, need, to say, <laughs> need to stop at a certain time. We need to tell people about your coaching academy before we go. Please. Yeah, so I have Nancy. I, I Yeah. <laughs> I have Levin Life Coaching Academy, and I am – uh, training and certifying people to be life coaches. So we are in, we are in our very first inaugural uh, round. We've got our first cohort going through the training, and it will launch again this fall. So information for that is also on my website. I love it. All right, everybody. Yeah. Nancy, thank you for your time and energy and your beautiful book. You're welcome. Thank you. And um, everybody, take care. We'll see you here on video in just a little bit, and we'll be posting the video that I'm talking about probably in about an hour or two over on the YouTube side of the world. So, all right, everybody, thank you for listening. Take care and have a great day. Oh, have a best ever you day, right, Nancy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.